Oh, hello. Potato man, I can't hear you. Whoa. There it goes. I can only hear your sound effects. Justin makes mouth shapes, but nothing, just nothing. <laughs> Not your voice. Your mouth is moving and I hear the the cinema. But something is not Delirious. right. Here's my phantom power. Yeah! <laughs> it's coffee time. It is coffee time. I'm tired. Uh. I did one of those. Pull up to the I drove in this morning. Pulled into the car park and then checked the calendar. It was like, oh sweet, Justin's delayed at 30 minutes. And just like <laughs> curled up in a ball and fell asleep in the car for the next I did that a couple of weeks ago because I kept being late to my 11 o'clock recording time here. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I guess we'll just push it back and blame it on the baby, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Earlier today. Pretty good. Been out of the shop, but working. Customer bought a bunch of products in November and asked if we could install them and lives about three and a half hours from here. So between their timeline and our timeline, it just happened to be this week. And so it was pretty good. Kind of made a little trip of it and uh, stayed out there for a couple nights and it went. I think the biggest note of it was the first time I did this was the first time I did this for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a guide really to how to do it. I had like weird notes on a spreadsheet that I printed out for myself <laughs> that were like not even in order. Yeah. And it took me like a solid 16 hours, 18 hours to do the first time to install pedestals and like get it figured out. And that first time yeah, gave me yeah. a ton of information on how to make it better, re-revise some stuff. This time, I felt like I just got to follow our own guide, which we send to customers. And I was like, this is kind of easy this time, you know, like <laughs> it was just a nice feeling to realize that it was working pretty well. And yeah. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Out well. Nice. So was yeah. it the full package, like pedestals, mm -hmm. ducks, boots? Yep. All the quack, stuff. Quack. Everything. Yeah, awesome. Everything we could throw at it. <laughs> Tool holder holders? No. Okay. I still haven't been getting those to sell yet, so I think mm. I need to show them. I said this last time, but I need to show them better. I need to keep making videos about them. Yeah. Put them in the front big of one behind me. Probably can't see Mine's it. Those, that's, that's the Cat 40 size. It's like, Cap. it's got to be big. They're big. Never seen a Cat 40 tool. Okay. I have one here. They're big. Probably like 40% longer taper. And, you know, instead of 50 mil flange in the center diameter, it's probably like 60 or 70. I don't really remember. Yeah. Okay. Beefy. Be free. Yeah. Pretty good. A lot, lot difference. How are you? Does that mean you're going to open up? I'm Are you going to open up more install options yeah. if people are. Can you know Yeah. It, it's never something we like promoted, but yeah, it's totally. We charged a, a nominal fee to do it. Hmm. And he was very happy to have me come do it and not have to. I think, you know, modifying your machine, as you very well know, hmm. can be nail biting. <laughs> Modifying uh, someone else's machine, I imagine, can be even more nail-biting, though. It was the first time, because I felt like yeah. I am, you know, a cowboy here. You know, I might figure this out. 
<laughs> they were very understanding and I worked out a really good deal with them. So this time, what was great about it too is they had the exact same machine as ours. So I like know that thing super well. Like they have de small deviations in other sizes and other generations, but it was like a year difference. Just makes it all the easier when it's like so well known to you. Yeah, for sure. Eric over at Goodwood in San Francisco was FaceTiming me the other day and showing me some details on his shop saber. They're quite beefy. Like, there's a lot of steel. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. Are, right. American. Made. American, fuck yeah! <laughs> That's what Eric said. But, yeah, like, com compared to, like, <laughs> our machines, which are all just kind of like, they've got steel in them, but they're like, they rely heavily on alumin aluminium extrusion for structure, I think. Oh, wow. To the bed structure and stuff. There's not much going on under right. there. But that shop saber had these huge structural steel yeah. beams going on. And I think it's, it's part of why they definitely have some more than maybe I was under what I would have understood in the beginning. They have almost 12 inches of clearance under the gantry to the actual bed. Mm. And that's like enormous huge. for most machines. Yeah. You, you see like five axis yeah. routers that have that kind of clearance that, and then there was a customer there at the show that I was at that helped sell me, especially versus like rack and pinion and the ball screws that they have, which I don't know why I'm doing this pitch right now, but you know, all those, all those referral dollars I get from them, but the, but the, they, you know, they can't jump off a track and I like, I accidentally ran a sheet of plywood into the side of my garage off one of the gantry arms. And like, is exactly what they told that guy told me at the show was, you know, you can basically hit it with a truck on one side. It's going to home the next time on each side <laughs> of the gantry and be fine. Like it might twist yeah, it. Wow. You just unbolt it, bring it to the front, bolt it down yeah. again. And it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a really solidly built thing. <laughs> Some of the electrical stuff, which is one thing we had trouble, and some of the switches and stuff. <laughs> Not amazing. There's there's good and bad, I guess, of every machine. Cool. Nice. Well, I'm glad it okay, went well. well. Scorpions? Scorpions. Oh, yeah. I know you love you this scorpions? stuff. So, um, in our bed. That's <laughs> where, where scorpions <laughs> need to be. <laughs> I crawled out into the car. Oh, my God. I was about to drive off, and then I saw a like my phone is in do not disturb all night and then I saw a notification pop up from Laura. She was like, she sent me a text at 2am saying, oh, by the way, I've got bitten by a scorpion in our bed. Just letting you know in case you need to know overnight. And it's like, come on, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit bloody late. I get up hours later. See that you've been bitten by a scorpion. Just shaking your come on, come on, get up, get up. <laughs> Not all of them are poisonous, obviously. Nah, the the ones we have around here just like really hurts. But they they don't seem to be too toxic. <laughs> Snakes and spiders in your bed. <laughs> Fun times. At least you recognize it as something to report to uh, the outsiders like isn't this kind of weird right. instead of like eh, it's every night <laughs> <laughs> i know you'll appreciate these things <laughs> yes i do <laughs> yes that's great. i often try and get videos for you of the dickhead kangaroos that just try and jump out in front of me on the road but <laughs> they, they uh, run away they're not very compliant for the camera oh man 
kangaroos are amazing. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's happening over here? Uh, just quotes. Quotes, quotes, quotes. It's all we've been doing. That's not entirely true, but that's what it feels like. Josh and I have been on a quoting bender the last two weeks, and for the first time in ages, mm-hmm. since I can remember, we've actually hit our quoting target two weeks in a row, Ooh. which feels really good. So very shaky start to the year financially. Mm-hmm. Well, cash flow wise, cash flow is just terrible, and right. I so feeling. like as soon as I was back in the office, I was like, right. We got to start quoting hard and hit targets. So, yeah, we hit our daily quoting target four days, five days in a row, and then clocked our weekly target two weeks in a row. So, feeling like some good momentum. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I just nice. It's kind of feeling much more optimistic than I was a week ago. Those lukewarm calls really paying off. We've started calling them the pie warmer. That, that list of customers is now referred to as the pie warmer. It sounds like an innuendo, but I don't. Can, can do you want to explain? <laughs> no, no, no innuendo. Just you know, okay. Keep keeping those leads warm. Okay. I see. Yeah. I feel like pie warmers are a bit of a running joke here in general. Oh. Because there's like unionized, I don't really know this stuff very well, but unionized building sites in Australia, I think, have to have a pie warmer to be, like if you're a developer and you've got a a unionized building force, I think like you're contractually obliged to have an X number of pie warmers per capita of workers or something. What? Is that a microwave? Like no, is it a, you know, like it's a not an appliance. <laughs> like a little no. oven. Yeah, like I a bench top bench. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> What's he talking about? So like maybe what you put a oh small pie warmer. Maybe like what we would have in a gas station here, I guess, that has like hot dogs yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. That makes so much more sense. I was like, is it a job? Does somebody's job just to warm pies? <laughs> okay. Oh, I love that. Union yeah. pie warmer. <laughs> Do you have um, one of those so in yeah. your shop? No, no, no. Mm. Got a microwave. Microwave. And uh, yeah, just memes, memes in my head. So yeah, quoting, <laughs> quoting, quoting lots. Like thinking of like images out of this. <laughs> so something I have been thinking about this week is because I, I, I know you know this, but I haven't talked about it here. But we've got a third child on the way. Woo! Due in the middle of the year. Oh, daddy. Woo! Oh, daddy. That's right. Baby three, mm-hmm. which is frightening. Congrats. Exciting, but. Thanks. I have been thinking a lot this week about how the hell I'm going to take the time off when that comes. <laughs> All going well. Because at the moment, I feel okay. like my time, I need like 100% of my energy needs to be focused on the business and particularly on sales and quoting and generating revenue. And I'm like, oh, if I take six weeks off, if I took six weeks off now, which is what I want to take off, 
yep. come baby time, I don't think I'd have a business at the other end of it. Or Damn it would be incredibly expensive in terms of cash injection required, which I just don't want to do anymore. So I'm right. like, cool, what's ha- what has to happen between now and June to ensure that I can actually take that six weeks that I want to do and have things work and there'd be a business to come mm-hmm. back to. So, yeah, kind of been working on a bit of a a hit list of goals over the next few months of things that need to get sorted out and working actively towards them. But yeah, I know a big, big part Sounds of that like is something products. we should collaborate on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. I'll, sh- I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> That's right. Babies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've seen my baby. <laughs> yes, there's a very yeah, cute baby off air on the podcast last week. Super cute. Yeah. Yeah, he's cute. I, I have mm. been making, I've been listening intently, but I also made you know, a nice meme there. You already made me a meme meme. A meme meme. Oh. <laughs> Instant meme Still got a pie in the middle of the oven, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It does say at the bottom of the warmer, the Sailies warmer. Good job. What's GPT? It's better than putting customers. Did you ask it to put customers in the oven? Because that would be inappropriate. <laughs> no, instead, put customers in the oven. No. That looks like a official union pie warmer. Nice work. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So, I mean... It, it's been a running storyline here, obviously, but just, you know, in general, I thought coming back in the beginning of the year, it was going to be a bit more productive. I thought I would get more done, get more accomplished. <laughs> yep, we got, we got good stuff here. <laughs> customers in the oven, in pies. Come on, send it through. That might be <clears throat> our show cover photo. <laughs> Yes, cooking up new customers. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it yeah. It's been a it's been a running storyline, obviously. With I, since I brought up that we were pregnant, and I had the same concerns. And mm. I think, unfortunately, a lot of my my concerns have come true. Although we haven't gone into like a jeopardy spiral by any means, but cash flow is tight. We had a terrible sales month in December. I, nothing I could do seemingly would bring us out of, which said no product sales seemingly. Um, yeah, right. Had a little bit better job shop sales, but like, you know, we continue to have big time lags. And I've got one of our product filaments has been out for delivery since the 17th. That was last Wednesday. It's now Thursday, the 25th. Just keeps saying it's got no delivery date. So it's just, that's little stuff, but you know, I, I here we're looking at Erin ending her family leave, as they call it now, and talking oh. about how that's going to work. And it kind of involves both of us doing a bit of more care time, you know, at different times. And so I, I'm looking at taking more time away from the job instead of having more in, which yeah. is yeah. what I want to do for our child, but also like that doesn't make for new products and things. So I don't quite know how to handle that. If I could get the cash flow up, I would hire somebody. But you know, that's probably also something like, can you replace yourself reasonably? Or is that just 
never turn into like a positive cash flow thing for you? Look, I'm sure there's like little instances where it's kind of worked out. I'm lucky to know. There's plenty of instances where I've managed to replace bits of my role. Right. 100%. I'm just aware that at the moment, like we've become so reliant on custom work mm-hmm. the last sort of year, you know, we've really been playing the game of quoting and producing custom work pretty hard mm-hmm. and leaning on it for revenue and right. sort of our our intention has been cool let's build this up get it healthy so we've got the cash to invest in product development and marketing and stuff to then build up product sales and it just means that yeah at the moment particularly like that that custom sort of sales funnel for want of a less gross word is so reliant on my input, mm-hmm. my sort of design input, quoting input, right. just, you know, what do you call it? Interfacing with humans. <laughs> just That's right. That's talking, my to, talk, <laughs> <laughs> talking to people and it's not to say that other people can't do that, but like right now, it's like super dependent on me to do that. And, you know, I've tried... With right. some success to del- delegate bits of the sales role. And at the moment, Josh is has come on mm-hmm. and is helping, you know, four days a week with that stuff in terms of, you know, sort of estimation role. So he's an assistant really to the sales process. He's building the quotes and quotient. He's, you know, teeing up the phone calls with the clients and he's kind of my sales assistant really an estimator and building some of the quotes and running some of the calculations in Airtable. So that that's kind of allowed me to actually hit quoting target, I think, the last couple of weeks as he's come on board and is finding his feet in that role. But it'll take him a long time to get to the point where he could take that over as an entire process. Like he's, you know, yeah. there's a lot of experience required, I think. Right. <laughs> I was only two weeks off our intended due date, but I was just thinking you could um, set all of mm. your goals about three or four weeks early. That's my advice for yeah. doing it again, <laughs> since I know you've done this already before, but <laughs> there was stuff that was not finished in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. In terms of what where you wanted to be at when yeah, the baby arrived. Prepping Ricky and just all the different things, which, you know, it worked out fine, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's probably it's like what we should be telling each other probably is like this is absolutely necessary that these things get moved off of our plates to succeed reg- mm. regardless. But yeah, maybe also yeah. why we're sitting here with businesses, I guess, and <laughs> that have continued, I don't know. I, it's hard like mm. John talks about, Saunders talks about that too. It's like trying to do all these really hard things. And I feel like it's like light years ahead of me in terms of people they have, revenue, products, all the things. And yet still doing these really hard things of moving off the purchasing and the, you know, not doing Mm. any shipping. And, you know, at one point I didn't think I could ever give anybody shipping of our products and now it's like I don't touch it I don't even know where half the stuff sits anymore I have to go out there and like sit and dig mm-hmm. for like where did the extra tape you know <laughs> yeah yeah 
That's right. Yeah, I think the big thing for me is like I want to put just as much time and effort into the business. It's not that I want to actually really cut back. I mean, I do for that that period of time. Right. But in general, I do <laughs> want to put, you know, still continue to put 100% in. But You did something that made <laughs> balloons show again on the screen. <laughs> balloons. Yeah, like I want to conti- continue to put in just as much effort, but I want to sort of break. What's the expression like asynchronous? Yeah, right. Communication. Yeah, like I want to break. Yeah, like instead of it being reliant on me being here every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to be able to do just as much sort of intensity, but have it broken up and like come in for a week, do product development, yep. like to get something off the ground, help people. Mm-hmm. do their jobs better, whatever it is, but then be able to step away for an afternoon or a day or whatever it is and not have that break the system. Whereas if I take a day off now, it's like, oh, quote register is going to suffer this week. We're not going to get enough work quoted because Jem only worked for three days instead of four. And then, you know, everything kind of suffers as a result. So, yeah, I just want to kind of break that time dependency Right. I suppose. Yeah, I definitely yeah. know that. That's exactly it's a huge factor for me too. Like mm. you know, I, most of the emailing things, which is how a lot of our all of our communication happens with customers is you know, where he just doesn't have the time. It's not his skill set to sit there and communicate with customers about things. So whenever I can't put that time in, it just turns into this time lag of like <laughs> yeah. Build up, build up, build up, and then I got to knock it down. And I think <laughs> between that, oh, we got a weirdly large package coming in. This this summer, Justin's weirdly large package pinched. This summer. What's he got? It's unboxing with Justin. Filament. We got the filament. I had three different orders of this. This is our tool tag tower. Oh, yeah. And we finally got some, so that's good. But now we got way more than we need at the moment, which is great. <laughs> I don't remember at all what I was saying. I think I was in the middle of saying something. Mm-hmm. Scrub back in time. I could have held your thought, but I was making images in Dali instead. I heard you saying this summer <laughs> as I was talking to the Amazon guy <laughs> this summer oh there you go yeah. I just sent through a, it's called the nerd podcast gems bleeds damn yours is disturbing they look like severed heads <laughs> union lane moore's teddies gems more bleeds excellent I don't know where we were either you know, I think you mentioned this the other day, but I think we need to bring back the, the accountability section of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a very small bit of that. The first thing I thought of, and I was like, what the hell are we going to talk about today? I was like, does Jem have a deadline on the Kitty configurator? Should, shouldn't I? No. Because uh, regardless of if it's yours or theirs, like if you're not, you know, giving them anything to, to shoot by, because it. I don't know. Just from the outside, I would imagine that some of your quoting needs could be satisfied by that. And you can then focus on. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I need to put a date on it. Five on the air. Uh, it needs to go, it needs, it? It's not going to be January because we're pretty much right. at the end. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say by mid-Feb. I like it. The, what, what, the what is mid-Feb? Con- configurator. What do you mean? Oh, what day? <laughs> what day? God, you sound, you sound like my business coach. <laughs> God damn. Oh, well, you know I wife, love... Erin does this to me all the time where she's like, we need a date. And I'm like, I don't know. I act like it's like the worst thing ever to pick a date. <laughs> Uh, well, you know I love launching at 5 o'clock on a Friday, so <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I think Jay would be for that. It's it's soft. You're not yeah, going to get crazy traffic. Jay, Jay loves it when I do that. Let's go February 15th. It's, it sounds pretty mid to me. It's mid. I like it. Mid. I mean, 14.5 would be more accurate given it's a leap year, but let's go February 15. Do you do Valentine's Day there? Yeah, technically. Yeah, I never bit. remember when it is. When you is it? You can have a Valentine's Day launch. Feb, Feb 14. Is that Feb 14? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, it sounds right. Cool. It's in the diary. Nice. All right, I got a, I got a cool Day. one. There's something I wanted forever for. I just sent you some images. We were using washers underneath these little Mighty Bite clamps, I think you call them. Yeah. So the Mighty Bite clamps, obviously. And depending on the material, they kind of want to push back against their backstop. And that's maybe I left slightly too much tolerance or it was kind of like built so you could, it could slightly vary the material area. So if you put something behind it, you can take up space. So we were using cut washers, which every time you blow the damn thing out and clean it, right, they just go everywhere. And I was like, this is stupid. (laughs) We also had one underneath. And I was like, well, you know, it'd be cool if I could just get something that was like cut for this perfectly. I never took the time to do it until about two weeks ago. And I made these little aluminum washers. So they go underneath and then in the back and they have little notches in case because two two of our fixtures have different heights in the back of the back wall kind of stop area. So you can bend it over. And they were like 86 cents a piece for 50 of them. Which, you know, not a great unit price if you're selling something, but like for a custom fixturing solution, it's mm. like that perfectly solves the problem we had. Super sweet laser cut, bent in a baggie on my desk. Mm. So good. Including Very bending nice. and everything. So right? good. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of stopped, stopped listening there. I was so struck by how clean your hands are. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> in this trade, I think that's a slam. <laughs> Your hands are so soft. How do you get them so soft? <laughs> is that just to stop them denting the fixture? Is that why there's a washer? No. The they, washer so it takes up space. So like sometimes, depending on where we order the stock, the extrusion could be slightly wider, slightly smaller. It could be I 20 see. thousandths, right? Like, and that'll, you know, couple, couple tenths of a millimeter and then Useless it doesn't stay tight enough. Measures. Right. Yeah. Divide by thousands times 20. Oh, yeah. 0.05. 0.2. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, depending on where we get material, sometimes I get it for a while. I was getting saw cut material because one bender could get it that way. And, you know, just the tiniest little bit. And now we get parts flying out of the middle. So Mm. that extra little part take up is perfect as well as like, it just gives you variability and so simple to 
make that in Fusion, and well, Fabworks made them for us, but we've talked about them before. Is this for machining the pedestal uprights? That extrusion? Yeah, the the bases and the risers have the same style of fixture, and everything's basically the same, just depends on what happens to the parts. Mm, Yeah. Cute. Pretty satisfying. Very cool. Haas have released a brother com- competitor. <laughs> That's right. This is hot on, on Instagram yesterday. <sighs> hot news. Hot news from Haas. Haas has released a eh, 40000 starting price. Best. Cool. Hot, hot news on the Instagram. A lot of, a lot of chatter about Mr. <laughs> Machinist chatter. Is that a serif font on the tool changer? Oh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Why in the hell? I can't buy it. Can't buy this machine now. I'd have to strip all of those do numbers that. off. Have you got font allergies? I do. Don't know this about you. It's a new fun game I can play. How to trigger Justin with fonts. <laughs> Good thing you can't change the Airtable fonts. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It yeah, looks like a channel? brother Speedio. What's the deal? I don't know the size comparison, but they're like. If you're familiar with the Brother Speedios, they're like really like if you're standing in front of the operating area, they're narrow and then they go deeper behind. And so I think the idea is you can have like a row where you deal with maintenance and stuff in the back instead of most of the hosses are all on the side. They're very wide machines. Like your chips come oh, out to I the see. side. Yeah. Um, and so I think the form factor is a big bit of that but then also they've got this turret style tool changer that's you're staring straight at the front of the machine above the spindle looks like a bottle cap and it's got tools sticking out the sides and part of the brother's video is they can tool change in like less than a second or something crazy and be cutting Mm -hmm. again and i think a big portion of that's because that turret throws the tool in so fast so the chatter is they basically copied a brother's video exactly yeah 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 it's a form factor. Yeah, cool. I'll take one. Thank you. Yeah. All of these images on Haas's website are renderings. Mm. So, interesting. wonder if they've got any any additions to look at yet. Which productive. I saw somebody say that on Instagram that they priced one out and got to 80 grand real fast and then the comments were okay. like yeah you could just get a brother speedio then <laughs> yeah right that, like, you, how much is a speedio that sort of money i started like 70 or 80 and most people put them in the 105 range i think 110 yep. you can keep going with you know different fourth axis five axis stuff i don't know what to do five yeah. fourth axis yeah cool mm-hmm. Interesting. Pleasing, Very pleasing, about CNC stuff. Yeah. CNC stuff. I took a photo. I didn't send it to you. I was mentioning we were working on our assembly area, and part of that's we need a new like assembly workbench. And I've looked at available ones, and it's just I don't know. I always go back and forth whether we should just buy something. And I was watching kind of used workbench stuff around here, and I just nothing really like seem to make sense and so we were chatting kind of size and what we wanted and it's just something really basic 
I just made this clay designs one quarter of a table base and then it just mirrors an infusion. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty parametric. And the idea was that we could make it out of any sheet material. Could probably okay. technically make it out of like a two by four, like stick material too. But, you know, it automatically dog bones everything. It You can change how many plies are on each leg. So I think we're doing like three plies of three quarter and then there's dowels integrated so you can quickly you know glue it up i'm sure there's easier ways it's just what came to mind and it all fit on one sheet of plywood which is pretty satisfying so ricky's currently Hmm. gluing that together and cool we're gonna have some like one inch hpl material that we kind of reclaimed with locally from a business that was moving and that'll be the top (laughs) four more big boxes <laughs> it's more unboxing with Justin. Zibidi doo. What is your dog bone solution these days on a project like that? I don't know if it's easy to verbally describe. I do it by since I since they don't have to change much. It's like only changing maybe position or like I draw. I have a parameter for the dog bone, so the diameter, mm-hmm. and I make it like three. We use three sixteen drill, so it's point one eight eight inches. Then I draw a 45 degree line from the corner. That's yeah. 90% of the dog bone size. Yeah. And then you put the circle in the center of that line. Yeah. So it just does like a 10% hit into the corner um, perfectly. Cool. I can show you an image. And that seems to work pretty well. I think there's still plugins, but I keep having so many ding problems with those things that I just is like, this is easy. Mm. I can just draw a sketch and it's so much more robust if you model them in in terms of parametric ability down the road. Right, right. Yeah. Nice one. I think we'll Mm. make some, if I ever get back to making videos, I was kind of wanting to make some little video out of this and probably share the file for free or something. Yeah. Nice. If you have a router, you can make a table. You can. You can make all sorts of things. <laughs> More than just tables, even. <laughs> really? I haven't made anything for a while. Oh, that image what was the last thing I made? Something useful. I've been designing a bunch of stuff. That is that Ooh. is the nice thing about being stuck to the custom coding desk, is that it does involve some design work, whether it's mm. like concepts... Mm-hmm. But it's also evolving into actually doing some detailed design as well. Like I'm working on a a desk for someone at the moment, like an audio production yep. desk. Yep, yep. And that's been a fun challenge because I've been deep in a rabbit hole of like researching um, rack mounting conventions, you know, mm-hmm. rack mount strip for like pro audio gear and yes. computer servers and stuff like that. Right. So it's like, cool, how's this guy going to get his like rack-mounted Mac Studio in under the desk and then his audio mm-hmm. interface and blah. And like, so it's been it's taken me a surprising amount of time to like research all the standards, draw them, draw them in Rhino, check them, cross-reference them against the gear that he's going to get in there, make sure that it's all going to work and like the depth. So, okay, it's like it's been quite labor-intensive but quite right. enjoyable. And then working out how to adapt. Because I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to put rack mount stripping on a kit of parts. Like, Interesting. oh, you want a pro audio rack gear into your yeah. kit of parts setup? It's like, cool. 
we could do that. So 3D printing little adapters to get the rack yeah. mount onto the round dowel and stuff. It's been good. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's been an enjoyable process. Did you just a little bit of a I, thinking about that? Did you get any farther with your dowel maker? Dowel making machine? maker. No. Got quotes. Still only got quotes from one place, which I need to yeah. sure. do a few more. But it, look, it looks great. Money, Money's minimal. Yeah, it's just, yeah, right, as soon true. as there's a bit of cash, cash flow, I think I'll pull the trigger on one sure. of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They are, was it? Oh, he sent it to me. Maybe even custodian at Debris Brooms, who's yes. also an American. Yes. He's been researching such things. He sent me another quote from, I think it was from Alibaba, Alibaba as well, from a different supplier. Anyway, yeah, I just mm-hmm. need to shop around a bit more. Do some more research. Um, they were doing yeah. some really cool, I don't know, I'll have to link his account. Mm-hmm. Bought a extruder and was crushing up HTPE and extruding filament on the stories the other day. And I was like, ooh, mm. this is exciting. It's like, no, no. The more material we have piling up, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever be good enough to run through as like parts again, but especially like when we were having issues with the, with the, oh God, I didn't say this, with Alfred, our original printer. It was a modification. Alfred. That's what we call the first X one. All right. There was a modification that was on top of the extruder that we put in from Maker World. It was hitting the freaking enclosure on the inside and support <laughs> caught that. Like, you should take that little mod out. And I was like, oh. So that fixed that problem and it's been printing wonderfully. But in the time we did produce, you know, way too many bad tool tag towers. And so now I've got this like sparkly black parts that we've just been piling up in the recycling bin i'm like god what if we could crush this all up and turn it back into probably like half a roll of filament you know <laughs> like not that much <laughs> <laughs> yes huge amount of effort yeah debris brooms has got a really interesting setup like i don't know he's posted a bit little by a bit of stuff in stories showing right a few sneak peeks of the workshop it looks quite interesting like a super Right. Lean sort of modular manufacturing cells set up for different processes and stuff. I'm super intrigued. I was I was disappointed actually when I realized he was in the states because I was like, oh damn, I wanted to visit. It looks cool. He's got a website. I know. I should, I should <laughs> ask him. I know he listens to this. So I, what? It feels like a like he's like memeing or something, or just like making jokes. There's no post, yeah. but I've seen some good stories. <laughs> Well, we can be his encouragement to put some more content out in the world. Right. Pew, pew. I got more brass to machine. Got those pulls uh, More of those handles? Yeah. Cool. Been can you machine like... that dry? No, just coolant. Fuel Maybe could. Pee. Probably could, mm. but... Why would you? I know I know coolant, and <laughs> that's just what we use, I guess. The coolant we got was definitely intended to be, like, universal, so it's not 
I don't know if it does anything to it. It we put down little film filter paper in the bins because they don't produce a ton of chips for that. We've got like a five gallon bucket full oh, from yeah. the last time we did it basically. And you know, it gets mildly mixed with a few chips of aluminum, but it's pretty separated. I don't I don't personally my like mental process around like we gotta change materials, it's like kinda kinda messes with my my bare brain a little bit like oh my god they're gonna get mixed you know like and i know it's just like people just do this all the time and it's not a big problem they put plastic and like i was watching lee nelson is a really high-end woodwork woodworking tool maker here and mm-hmm. they had this mm-hmm. video on their youtube i watched last weekend and they make like the handles for jack planes vertical mills and they just like set up like five blocks of wood and i'm thinking like just get oh, wow. like a cheap router. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you're not running coolant in there. Like, what? It seems like a big waste of machinery. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, you're making premium product, right? I know, but like for you and I, it's like, can you imagine spending eighty to ninety grand on a mill that has quite the precision that you can't really ever pull off in wood anyway? <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Union pie warmer. <laughs> I have a lot of products in development that are with other partners, so like people making stuff for us, and hmm. that's some of that's just waiting on cash flow now too. Hmm. Product development is expensive, and ordering runs of things is a lot of cash just sitting somewhere and scary yeah a lot of the stuff we end up making almost all of our products we make ourselves and we do small batches or lean kind of on demand in various states of finish and that makes it really affordable to like not have 10 grand in products just sitting doing nothing so Mm. um yeah a lot of things we could have out i think (laughs) Just a bit more money in the bank. <laughs> Cash injection, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Invest now. Invest. In- <laughs> Head to investment at pdx.com. It's a funny one, isn't it? It's like, so I like <laughs> walk around our workshop and just look at how much kind of dead material we've got sitting on the racks. I've got a lot of pallet racking. And, you know, we did a big tidy up at the start of the year and shuffled some stuff around, but there's still so much stuff out there. So much yep. money sitting in raw plywood, particularly. Is there any um, resale market of that for you, where you are? Like, can you sell is, raw plywood? now. People are desperate for birch. Ooh. Had a cabinet maker in town drop in recently and buy a whole bunch of white, premium white birch because right. he couldn't get it anywhere. And I was like, oh, right. I've got a few sheets sitting there still. That mm-hmm. we don't really need. So yeah, if I made an effort on like Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> I'm sure I could chip away at it and clear it and make a little bit of cash on the side. But right. it's just hard to prioritize that time, you know, to make a few hundred dollars here or there versus put my oh, right. time yeah. into yeah. quoting, you know, a whole bunch of right. stuff. So, but what I was going to say was just like. Yeah, we're the same. We kind of produce on demand in a reasonably efficient, lean way, but 
at the same time, we haven't ordered batches of things from people for mm-hmm. our own product, but we have all this money sitting on the shelf in terms of stock, like plywood stock that, yeah. Right. We have to buy in reasonable volume to get the price we want and have it sitting there. So, I mean, I do I think about it's not dissimilar. Right. I think about that story that John always shares, Saunders, about seeing that gun producer in Europe and mm. when he was first starting out, they claimed to be lean, right? And he asked him on the tour that he was on, why do you have so much raw material sitting around? He's like, well, I have two years of backstock because people trust us to have these products in stock and that amount of cost sitting there is like nothing compared to if everything else can't be produced because mm-hmm. we don't have raw mm-hmm. material. And so they have like two years of raw material just backstocked and you know, mm. different scenarios where we haven't been in business for 50 years and have figured out our finances. But, <laughs> but you know, there's some truth to that too, where it's like, if we don't have certain things, you, you don't do anything, right? You don't get anything yeah. accomplished. Yeah, yeah. Or you have an ice storm and you've been ordering filament on demand and then it takes 15 days to get it again. It really messes you yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really <laughs> stuffs, stuffs you. you up. Yeah, you need those raw ingredients on hand. I think, yeah, particularly now more than ever, it, it, it's, there's more insecurity around material supply for whatever reason. Right. And it's, you know, it's more, it's become more normalized, I suppose, for there to be delays and that to be okay, which is fine. Like, I don't have a problem with that. But, like, if that's the system we're operating in. Sure. And then it's, it's, you know, it's like we ran out of clear coat. Like, the clear coat we spray at the end of the year. It's like, well, how did we run out of clear coat? It's like, oh, well, because, you know, the supplier keeps delaying our shipment. It's like, yeah, but we know they supply our, they, they delay our shipment almost every order. So, like, let's just order four weeks earlier. Like, that's a known thing right. that happens. Like, let's get ahead right. of that. Ensure that we've got enough of this like critical ingredient to all of our products mm-hmm. in stock. I, there's some stuff like that. Like I have not figured out how to make those things. You know, I just can kind of think of a way to do it right now with Airtable. So like everything that's a product related thing that we need to track is in that is in Airtable always. But then we've been using that VQO software which for the most part has been pretty good. And one of the things that's best about it that I, that I just didn't have really functionally is I do purchase orders through it and there's a tab called demand forecast, which I honestly don't know how much to trust of it, but it does give me something to look at. You can say, all right, yeah, last right. 30 days of sales, what do we need? And then I can say, I need to stock for eight weeks. You can also then put in your lead time for items. And I think that plays into a factor of like, you need to order 16 to make the next four weeks work. Mm. It's kind of been working. I wish I had a thing for all of our stuff like that. The other things that you don't keep as products that aren't in that system are, you know, like, do we have enough paper towels? Do we have finish? You know, like that's, that's hard to keep track of. Yeah. It'd be nice to have a, <laughs> the dream is to have a contained, you know, product line where you know the inputs for every product. Right. So every time you sell the widget, it deletes X resources right. from your 
inventory and then tells you ahead of time. Right. Projects based on sales. Yeah. The product-based stream. It reduces your human calories needed for each time you Uh work on that product. So we know how many calories to produce and keep in stock all the way down to that level. (laughs) In the pie warmer. As opposed to the custom custom world where it's like every job. You know, we're we're getting better at this. Like we're quoting ideal work where custom work is more and more similar and more aligned with our processes and stuff. But Mm -hmm. that said, you know, every every job's still different. So every job that we win comes through the systems like, right, what do we need for this job? Okay, cool. Oh, that's different. Yeah, make sure we need to order that or make sure to communicate that change in this right design and blah 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 i think where you're way ahead of of us in that regard is like your projects both custom and product go through the same air table right like you're still yeah seeing it all in one place whereas i mean very little of our products are customized so Mm -hmm. i guess we don't really fall we don't have issues because of that so much but you know too many places yeah, Jay just built a new, it's the same Airtable base, but like just rolled out some new views, new tables, kind of rehashed without doing a full rebuild, kind of rebuilt our work in progress, like production view that went live this week to the team. And it's just little quality of life things like going through and redoing all the kind of production statuses to make more sense to our current processes and mm-hmm. adding more, kind of adding a lot more steps to the stages, mm-hmm. but in a way that kind of is, makes a bit more sense to everyone. And also because there's more steps now, we can trigger more automation. So when, as things move through, mm-hmm. it's like certain people will get a notification like, cool, this job is at this stage. This now requires your action to do bloody blah, blah, blah. Ooh. Yeah, which is nice. It's looking good. It's looking good. It's pleasing. Pleasing. Send you a little screenshot of kind of what that looks like at the moment. And there's yeah. there's colors and emojis and things now, which for our team, who most of us on the team are very sort of visual yeah. people. It's actually been really nice just to have that little injection of color and yep. icons. Yeah. I like the little seal as a as little toy gun. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> Justin's cooking up more customers in the that looks more like a pressure cooker in the wood shop. That I did not choose. This makes for great uh, podcast content. Just Justin and Jim wrong. making images in Dali. Right. It's very good use of time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. To- You've survived the ice. Yeah, it turned out to be pretty terrible. I don't know if you've caught it, probably not. I'll send you a few. <laughs> Maybe I'll share some. Across the country, actually, there's been some pretty wildly terrible ice storms. Like there's a video of a Saint, in St. Louis of a fire truck sliding in a neighborhood. It looks like a toy, and it just blasts through some cars and almost hits a house. And there's all these videos of cars sliding around Portland and... <laughs> Houses being split in half by trees, and yeah, we got lucky. We did not have much of any of that, so yeah, it's yeah. it's getting better. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm.
<sighs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems good enough. <laughs>